Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We all have dark thoughts sometimes, the types of thoughts that we probably would never admit to another person. These thoughts may be violent, they may be aggressive, they may be sexual in nature, they may even be for lack of a better term, apocalyptic, you probably have them. I have them. I'm pretty sure everybody has them. We just don't talk about them because they're embarrassing. They're disturbing. They're weird. And you might wonder, do these types of thoughts make me a monster? Do they mean I'm some horrible person who wants everyone to die and wants to watch the world burn? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. And I'm not just saying that. I'm actually going to back up that theory today. So welcome back to the psychology of depression and anxiety. If this is your first time here, let me just take a brief moment to introduce myself. My name is Dr. Scott. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. That's my full-time gig. This is my side gig. I help people who have moderate to severe mood and anxiety disorders through therapy. I also wrote the book for when everything is burning. Many people who experience depression in particular, well, really, no, that's not even the case. Depression and anxiety. Both of those conditions can really drive us towards some dark thoughts, right? Depression can make you just always think the worst of yourself and the world and put some really disturbing imagery in your head at times. Anxiety is a no better. Anxiety causes you to constantly consider the worst case scenario. And it doesn't always confine itself to the boundaries of what's plausible or likely, right? Sometimes the worst case scenarios our anxiety comes up with are just shockingly disturbing. Like, what is the most painful thing that could happen to my child right now? You know, and how would I prevent it if it came up? Those types of thoughts. It's going to put some messed up stuff in your head. And I think it's really natural, especially if you have a lot of thoughts like that, to start to wonder, what does that mean about me? You know, what does it say about who I am that a a significant portion of my thoughts are these really like twisted, disturbing ideas or images? In order to answer that question, the question of what do these thoughts say about you? First, we have to define what type of thoughts they are, because different types of thoughts tell us different things about ourselves. Very broadly speaking, there are two categories of thoughts that you can have, conscious thoughts and subconscious thoughts. Conscious thoughts are thoughts that you have on purpose. In other words, you kind of go looking for them. Um, So just to give you a few examples, like if you are trying to recall a specific memory, 
the memories that come up as you're looking for that memory, those are conscious thoughts. You're kind of like digging through your own brain, looking for something, right? You're trying to pull some certain thing out. Or if you're doing some type of problem solving, you're you're intentionally making yourself think about this thing. Maybe it's a math equation or, or a floor plan for a house you're building or something. You're purposely directing your mental energy towards this stimuli. Those are conscious thoughts. They are intentional thoughts. A large portion of our thoughts, the majority of our thoughts are not conscious. They are subconscious or automatic thoughts. And so these are the kind of thoughts that just sort of happen throughout your day. You're not intending to have them. You're not seeking them out. They're just sort of things that your brain like throws at you all day long. There are many, many different subtypes of subconscious thoughts. But one thing I want to make sure that you know is that subconscious thoughts are unintentional, meaning they're not things that you're trying to do. They're, they aren't thoughts you're having on purpose. Therefore, they aren't your fault, if that makes sense. Your brain just throws some weird crap at you from time to time. Like, I mean, dreams are a good example. You are not conscious when you are asleep. And so every thought you have when you are asleep is a subconscious thought by definition because you don't experience consciousness. And so all your dreams, if you think about those really messed up dreams you have sometimes, that's all stuff that's happening in your subconscious. Those aren't thoughts that you're trying to have, right? So of the many different types of subconscious thoughts that we can have, there's two I want to highlight in particular, intrusive thoughts and impulsive thoughts. The reason I'm kind of highlighting these two is that they are frequently mistaken for one another. They actually are almost opposites in several ways, and they say very different things about a person, meaning what your impulses are versus what your intrusive thoughts are have two completely different meanings. And if you misunderstand which is which and label them incorrectly, you could end up with a completely inaccurate and warped self-concept. Impulsive thoughts, or sometimes just called impulses, are desires. And so these are things that on some level you want to happen or you want to do. That doesn't mean you're going to do them, but it does mean a part of you genuinely wishes to engage in this behavior. So like just to give an example, if I'm in a meeting and the meeting is just really understimulating, I may experience an impulsive thought of like visualizing myself just running out of the room or saying like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. Can you guys get on with it? What is the point of this meeting? Those are things that on some level, I do actually kind of want to do those things. I'm probably not going to, but they legitimately are desires. Intrusive thoughts are not desires. And in fact, they typically represent things that we absolutely do not want to happen. They are thoughts that when we experience them, when we experience them leave us feel, feeling afraid, disturbed, disgusted, they, it's like they leave a bad taste in your brain. That's a, I know that's an unusual phrasing, but I think you probably know what I mean by that. If you think about talking to a small child, you can, you can kind of see examples of each, right? Because where I think these things get mixed up and mistaken for one another, one is I see people call them the wrong thing all the time, like on social media. But what they do have in common is both tend to be reoccurring. Meaning both of these types of subconscious thoughts often tend to replay in our brains over and over and over again. And I think that's where the confusion comes into play. 
So if you think about a little kid, so little kids don't have much of a filter, right? So they will actually voice more of their thoughts than an adult will. Like a higher portion of a child's inner experience is also their outer experience and therefore also your outer experience when you're around them. So children will often voice both impulsive thoughts and intrusive thoughts. If a kid asks you over and over and over again, if they can do something or like if maybe they want candy, right? So you're in the checkout lane with your kid or your niece or nephew or whatever. And they're like, hey, can I have these Sour Patch Kids? You say no. And then 10 seconds later, hey, can I have these Sour Patch Kids? That's an impulse. They really want the Sour Patch Kids. And even though they know they can't have them because you said that, their brain continues to think about the Sour Patch Kids. And so they're going to continue to ask, even though they already know the answer, because their mind is having a hard time letting that thought go. That's an impulse. But kids will also do that with intrusive thoughts. When they're really freaked out about something, they'll often let you know and you'll you'll respond, right? You'll talk them down. Uh, just So just so I have an example, when I was a kid, for some reason, something that really freaked me out was home invasions. I, I don't even, I have no idea where that came from. We didn't actually have a home invasion when I was a kid, but I remember just being really scared that someone was going to break into our house and murder all of us when I was six, because, you know, that's just how my brain works. And like every night I would have this long drawn out conversation with my dad about like why that probably wasn't going to happen over and over and over again. So it's a constantly replaying thought similar to an impulse. My brain is having a hard time letting go of it. But an impulsive thought is when your brain is saying, I still want to do that thing, even though I know I can't or shouldn't. An intrusive thought is when your brain is saying, I am still bothered by that thing, even though I've already kind of got my answer about it. That's what they have in common. But again, the key difference is whether or not you want them to happen. When I was a kid asking for candy, I genuinely wanted the candy. And that's why I said it over and over and over again. When I was a kid asking if someone was going to break into our house and kill me, I did not genuinely want someone to break into our house and kill me. That was an intrusive thought. It freaked me out. But because it freaked me out, I couldn't let it go because that's how our brains work. All of our brains work that way to some degree. But when you have depression and anxiety, your brain tends to hold on to scary or disturbing thoughts like even harder than the average human brain. And the average human brain already holds on to them a lot because we're mammals with a negativity bias. We are survival oriented. Our brains are organs and desire to keep us alive. And so when we feel like something could be a threat to us, we have a hard time letting it go. We have a hard time not thinking about it and not focusing on it. But most of the intrusive thoughts that you have are explicitly things that you do not want to happen. They don't represent desires. They don't represent urges. And therefore, they really don't say anything about you at all, other than like what freaks you out, really. So when you see the the memes or, or like the shorts, where it's like someone like walking past someone else's table at a restaurant and just like grabbing their drink and taking a drink of someone else's beverage, like a stranger, and it says they let the intrusive thoughts win, that... That's not right. And and I I get I'm one of those annoying people because I work in mental health. Like when I see mental health terminology used incorrectly, uh, it drives me nuts because I don't want people thinking that those are intrusive thoughts because that's an impulse. And if you think your intrusive thoughts represent things you want, you're going to end up thinking you're a monster.
because man those intrusive thoughts can be just nasty right I mean, I'm I'm not going to say some of what mine are, not even necessarily because I am I'm embarrassed, like I am a little bit embarrassed, but I also know other people have them too, even though we don't talk about them, more because I just like I don't want to trigger anybody. I mean, this would end up being a very probably like trigger warning late in video if I did because there's just some messed up stuff in there and I don't even know why. Other than I you know, it's probably something I read in a book, saw in the news whatever. And it freaked me out and it disturbed me. And I went, holy crap, I've never thought about that before. Now I am. And then just it just never left my brain. It's just like <laughs> they just, our brains just kind of gather up. They're like hoarders of messed up stuff. And they just don't like to let things go. But no, your intrusive thoughts do not say anything about who you are as a person other than what freaks you out. They They don't say anything about what you want from life. They aren't desires. I know this has been kind of a repetitive video, but I need it to be because I know what I'm up against. And I know that as soon as you close this video, you're going to see 10 other videos saying the exact opposite of what I said. And you're probably going to think some certain thing about yourself when you see those videos. So please remember that that's not what they mean. They aren't impulses. Okay. If you got good value out of this video, I hope you'll consider subscribing to my channel. This is what I'm all about really is like breaking down misinformation and stigma and all the things that frustrate me about the world and mental health and just trying to put good, helpful information out there to improve people's qualities of relationships with themselves and just hopefully make a dent, like even just a little one in all this endless strife and, and conflict that we're all up against every day. So I hope that I've done at least a little bit of that today with this video. Um, and I'll see you next time. Take care.